Welcome to Black Cast, a very special live on tape version of Black Cast, live as we recorded from Knoxville, Tennessee, at the beautiful Hampton Inn on Main Street. No, they have provided no accommodations for guests of the Black Cast. <laughs> However, I felt like I should just let you know where we are. And we are the morning after the great two shows from Dennis Miller mm-hmm. for his upcoming special, Fake News, Real Jokes. And I am joined here in my hotel room, not as kinky as it sounds, at least not yet, <laughs> oh, yeah. by the one, the only, Farad Muhammad. Hey, how you doing there, Christian? I'm doing great, and obviously on Twitter at Farad Muhammad, but mm-hmm. it's spelled Fard Muhammad, yes. F-A-R-D. Yes. yes. I, 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 it's, it's, uh, it's been the bane of my existence for about 35 years, yes. <laughs> so there was at no point where it wasn't a bane of your existence. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, and uh, the man on the mic, the man who provided some great podcasting equipment and we'll take a picture and we'll uh, post it we are actually using the setup for podcast of the apes Mm. which is hosted by mark hunt aka rafe gutman and he's on twitter at mark coin c-o-y-n-e hunt say hello to the people hello people Thank you, Dr. Zayas. Uh, this is an honor to be using the uh, the ape setup. Yes, and the man on the couch, known to listeners and the Dennis Miller Show as Paul in Kentucky, and any time that he would call, our friend Sarah Ricard would just post a bunch of hearts in the message board because <laughs> she loved her some Paul in Kentucky. She had no idea what you looked like. She just loved the sound of your voice. <laughs> and uh, Paul, say hello to the people. Hello, people. How are you? And where do people find you on, on Twitter? Um, I know you're on there, but... Uh, yeah, I'm... At Baker Blitz. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. I, I knew these guys because I interact with them. You use it a little bit. I, I mean, use it a little every now and then, but I'm not uh, I'm not hawking anything or, yeah. or promoting anything really. So just promoting yourself. Just myself. That's what the Black Cast is good for. Promoting yourself. And when you're on anything else, you can always promote the Black Cast. That's how it works for everybody. And for those of you listening, if you want to keep in touch with the Black Cast, it's at B L A D T C I S T Black Cast on Twitter on instagram but i never post on there but it's there <laughs> and the black cast on facebook go ahead and give us a like thumbs up yeah that means you approve of everything we do and how could you not and of course we have blackcast.com which is uh it's basically just a bunch of links to the newest episodes and things i feel like we should highlight but there's very little interaction over there the twitter and the Instagram are really where it's at. Instagram. The Twitter and the Facebook is really where it's at. I wish that the Instagram is where I was at. So. And not let, to mention, you're also the co-host of the Tennis Miller Option on Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. And, and we do have our uh, big boy announcer, the one and only Farad Muhammad, who. Uh, the Dennis Miller Option. And uh, you got a shout out just recently. 
because it was uh, we usually when we record we don't play it. Mm-hmm. But he wanted to hear it that day. Oh, nice. <laughs> and uh, I don't think we're going to play it back anytime uh, when we record again. Because the last time, if Sean kept trying to play it, it would feed back. So uh, I don't think he wants to hear it again. So, But uh, the people get to hear it. And uh, I like to mention that it's you. But I don't think that I get to mention it every show. But no, that's uh, mostly because okay. we don't hear it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about how each of you drove here. Nobody flew except me. So even though I have the greatest distance, I don't count because uh, I didn't do any driving. I had a rental car that I drove from the airport and it was about 10 minutes. So that doesn't count. And when I got into Knoxville, the first thing I did, I typed into Waze while I drove the rental car. And as soon as I'm pulling out of the airport, I type in Waffle House. No course. And there's one a mile and a half away. So I was like, this is great. This, this is already the greatest vacation I got because <laughs> As much as I love my children, I very rarely go anywhere because of them. <laughs> and if I go somewhere, I probably go there with them. So the fact that I'm like, yep, I'm going to Waffle House. And then I came to the hotel, I had a huge nap, which is anybody who has kids will understand just the idea to take a nap in the middle of the afternoon. And you know, there's some nice blackout curtains here. So it was uh, everything that I wanted to be. But Farad, I think you have the greatest distance. How long did you drive? So about 10 to 12 hours, if I'm not mistaken, cumulatively, because... We split it up between two days. Oh, okay. Um, I left immediately after work at around like five on Thursday. Oh, that's a good traffic time in Chicago. Oh, five yeah. Five o'clock absolutely. on Friday. Yeah, <laughs> I would have. I would have left then too. <laughs> Thank God you didn't duck out for you know two hours early. Take a little, take a little lost time like they would say on NYPD Blue, and yeah. duck out at three o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I then picked up my girlfriend over at a suburb south of Chicago, and then we just booked it over to uh, Indianapolis in order to just rest up at a hotel. Uh, you, could, uh, you could have stayed at the house of our friend Jason Blair and his three triplets. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that doesn't sound quiet enough for you? <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So then we got up early the following day, uh, Friday morning, and then we just drove all the way over to, well, I drove in, in that case. Uh, she drove to Indianapolis, but I drove to uh, Pigeon... Pigeon Forge, Forge home of yes. Dollywood. Yes, yes. Now, did you uh, go into Dollywood? I did not go oh, into Dollywood. I, I saw I, many ads for Dollywood, yes. but that's about it. And there's a lot of billboards around here for, I forget the name of the town, but it's for Dolly's hometown. Yes. And uh, I don't know much about country music, but ever since I was little, I sure knew who Dolly Parton was. Yeah. <laughs> Probably because my mom loved the movie 9 to 5, and it was on HBO all the time. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so that's a good drive. Now, you're driving back today. Are you doing it one shot, or are you taking it over two days again? Uh, one shot. Okay, because uh, you got to go to work tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. But I did... But I did by uh, tomorrow, uh, I mean whatever day is next in the time-space continuum. The next day part. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yes. In a past, present, future hour. So I'm, I'm, we're just going to book it back over to Chicago, but I uh, set it up so that I I get to work tomorrow at noon. So uh, no, see, <laughs> it's like that that's good thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a little bit better. And along the way, did you stop anywhere? I mean, other. I mean, you, you stopped for the night, but did you did you eat anything? Did you see anything fun? Did you follow the billboards for the world's largest knife store, which I also saw? <laughs> I did not see those. Oh. Um, what I did see were let's see here. I, I, we went over to this place called the Island that was in uh, Pigeon Forge and has like a Ferris wheel and a lot of like de- decent little shops and stuff. We thought it was a pretty pretty cool place. Um, my girlfriend wanted to go over to Klingman's Dome uh, and climb up to the top so that we could be able to ch- check out the view. Uh, we almost gave up like three or four times along the way. It was a uh, half mile trek up a mountain up to the top and uh, it was kind of hot but, it, but there was like clouds so there was some shade and some breeze and all that uh, but we did manage to get to the top I felt very accomplished about that 
And then as we were coming on down, we saw other people going up, and we just yelled at them, you're almost there, because other people were saying that's us as we were going up the mountain. But they weren't almost there. Mm-hmm. No, we weren't yeah, at they all weren't almost there at all, no. But. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing about that is uh, in my late 20s, I actually had to see a doctor for my Klingman's dome, and unfortunately, uh, <laughs> it was infected. Uh, also, uh, you know, Rafe, a.k.a. Mark Hunt, will remember the Klingman's Dome from the Carbonite Maneuver episode of the original Star Trek series. And uh, obviously, uh, so Paul, and uh, you drove, obviously, you do live in Kentucky. You're not like Paul from Kentucky, like, you know, guy who used to live in Kentucky. I mentioned that because uh, fans of Black Cats know we have a theme song now, and it's created by a gentleman named Shareable Texas, who lives in Northern California, not in Texas. And I don't know that he's from Texas, so I still don't quite get what the name's about. So just to, to let everybody know, Paul in Kentucky is indeed from Kentucky and in Kentucky. Both of those Absolutely. things are true. Yeah. And you drove from Kentucky. How far was that? Uh, it's about three hours. So it's three That's not bad. Hours. No, yeah. not bad. I probably got the shortest drive, but uh, I can't believe that. Uh, Fraud, you didn't go to the Hatfield McCoy dinner show. <laughs> oh, the ads that that. I didn't <laughs> know that was an option. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, think. Uh, What's that? The medieval t- times? Yeah. With, with, gun, with uh, muskets, basically. Is what oh, the Hanville McCoy dinner show. Yeah. Do they have uh, period accurate food? I'm sure, yeah. And then if you, well, then then I think Dolly also has a dinner show, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet the, she does. She has the politically correct Dixie stampede right. with the union, or with the union flag and the uh, southern uh, southern flag. So, wait, they have the, the, they have the confederate flag. Last time I, okay, I so then one, it was, you have to take the politically correct part out of that statement. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm surprised I mean, that they don't just have, like... The politically correct like, in the most uh, ironic way. That, mm-hmm. I'm surprised that they don't have, like, the American flag and then just, like, a red flag. You know, <laughs> something. And, uh, so Not that, yet, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so no dinner show for, for you either, Paul, because it's only three yeah. hours. I was saying to Mark yesterday, when I lived in New York, it I was younger, sure, but it didn't really seem like that much for me to drive five, six hours to go either to Boston or Washington, D.C. Both of those were easy. And now that I live in L.A., that's kind of like a five-hour drive or so to Vegas. Uh, and it's like when you get past six hours is when I start to go like, oh, do I really want to do that drive? Yeah. But that didn't stop you, Farad. Well, you broke it up over two days, which is a nice way to do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But that's how much you wanted to see uh, Dennis Miller. Fake news. Real jokes. Indeed. Uh, and did you see anything interesting along the way? Have you come to Knoxville before? I mean, oh, yeah. It, yeah. I used to actually went to college about an hour away from here. So it was a uh, Christian school. So if we wanted to do Party. something that wasn't Christian, we yeah. had to come to Knoxville. So. <laughs> yeah. I'm fairly familiar with it. Like Marvel at the Sun Sphere, which exactly. uh, I only know about because of a Simpsons episode. Yeah, they the turned into like a wig. Yeah. It was like a wig I, store. I feel like before I uh, leave, I'm going to have to go over to the Sun Sphere and look for the wigs. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the thing is, I know that uh, if I ask anybody around there about the wigs, I'm like, yeah, yeah, we got it. <laughs> uh, so that sounds like a straight shot. You didn't stop anywhere to eat or anything along the way. Uh, we stopped at Moe's, just like no, no. Speaking of the Simpsons, you stopped at Moe's. Right, 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 right. Here I am, Uncle Mo. Yeah, yeah. Uncle Mo's family feed bag, actually. Yeah. It's the uh, yeah. family restaurant that he started. My son's eleven. I just had introduced him to the Simpsons, and I'm I'm regretted ever since. <laughs> well, it's funny because if you watch the old episodes of the Simpsons, yeah. it was considered so radical that it was like, oh my god, and it was. Now it's tame. It, well, yeah. Now it's just like, and not to get into the uh, present day trials and tribulations of Roseanne, but when that show started, it was the same thing. It's like, oh my god, the way. 
that those kids talk to their parents. Yeah, and the yeah. way Bart Simpson talks to his parents. Now, I said this on the episode with my friend Michael Shirley that was a few weeks ago. Now, like, kids on Disney Channel shows talk to their parents the way that was an outrage. And, like, right. you know, there was like, we have to do something about Bart Simpson. And I think he doesn't say things like, I'm Bart Simpson, who the hell are you anymore? Which is funny, because, like, in the late 80s, I guess, like, 80s, early 90s, the uh, the the coarser language seemed okay, and now he's uh, he's like not even as bad as Dennis the Menace. Yeah. No, guys. no. And I guess that's what happens twenty eight years in. He mellows out in this old young age. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. And and then you you see why it's like well of course they had like a you know a thirty something woman do his voice because imagine if they'd had a kid do Bart Simpson's yeah. voice twenty yeah. years ago. Don't have a cow, man. Yeah, you know, just, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so you stopped at Moe's, Uncle Moe's family feedback. Yeah, of course. And uh, what is Moe's? Is it uh, was it? Is it's it like, like a hot a, spot it's kind of like a poor man's Chipotle or whatever. Oh, okay. In my opinion, I noticed you have the Bojangles. Yes, uh, mm. uh, I have a I have some leftover iced tea from there. It's their famous iced tea, and apparently it's ninety nine cents for any size. So I said, "What's the biggest one you have?" And uh, I got that, and I I put it in my little fridge here in the uh, in the room, yeah. so that I'd have something to drink. I had no drinks to offer the gentleman, and uh, I feel bad about that. What I should have done is I should have taken a bag from backstage after the show last night and just you know, gotten some waters, and I could have had a whole a whole setup. And uh, we'll talk about craft services. Where's the craft, craft services? Were right back there, I know. And you know, once the show was over, there was a lot of stuff, and uh, Farad may have gotten something from from that because he happened to be the one that was still around. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So, Mark, uh, let's talk about how you and your lovely wife. Is it Gene or Jeannie or Gene? It's just Gene. All right. Yep. You guys drove from Columbus. Columbus. Yeah. And we're about how long is that? A, how five, long? About five hour drive. Okay. And we just did the whole thing straight. Really didn't stop. Stopped for gas once. Okay. I was gonna be like, I I would have stopped to pee. That was about it. Sure. Yep. Uh, and you know, always an important question. I feel like gas is gonna be cheaper in Tennessee than in Ohio, right? A little bit. It was a little bit cheaper. It was a little bit cheaper. I just I see everything is, is so cheap here, and they you know they wanted me to do the fueling option. I'm like, oh no no, the fact that the the gas station by the airport is like two fifty is like a dollar <laughs> less than what I pay. Yeah. So no, I don't need the fueling option. You can pay for a whole tank of gas, and I'm like, I'm gonna drive maybe thirty miles, and that's including my my little drive down past Bojangles yesterday. And I think I posted on Instagram. I was very excited. Because right next to the Bojangles was a Dunkin' Donuts. So it was like words were colliding. Uh, so anyway, so you did it in a straight shot. You just stopped for gas, though. Uh, stopped for gas. That was about it. Had a Benedict Cumberbatch audio book playing the yeah, whole way. You old romantic you. Yeah. What, uh, what was he uh, doing a book about? It was an audio drama where he played, I don't know if anybody knows this character, but it was Rumpel of the Bailey. He was young Rumpel. Well, those are, those are I feel like those are like uh, masterpiece mystery yes. or something. Yeah, yes, I, from I, that's the eighties and nineties. Okay, yes. yeah, that's, that's the extent to which I know. You know that yes. and Poirot or however you say that. Yep. Name. Yeah. So th- those are like a lot of detective shows, but uh, the only one that I liked was Luther because I'm a copper. But other than that, <laughs> uh, that was the only one I liked. Thank so you for we, ro- we rolled into, we rolled into town <laughs> super hungry. Though. Yeah, I bet. So went immediately to the whiskey and burger restaurant around here. Yeah, you know it's funny because that was somewhere that I would have liked to have tried. I forget it's it's something in barrel, right? Yes. It's not crate and barrel. Stock and barrel. Stock, Stock and barrel. barrel. Crate and barrel does not have very good burgers. Although I will not recommend after a long trip, nothing on your stomach, slightly dehydrated, downing two bourbon ales. Hmm. That was not a good decision. <laughs> really. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it sounds like that would have been good. I was like, whoa, whoa. Uh, My tolerance was way lower. 
Yeah. And then putting the gre- uh, putting a big hamburger on top of that. So. Well, that part sounds smart. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's a, that's somewhere that I would have liked to have tried. I got into town Friday late morning. I don't know. I think it was like around ten thirty. I landed and I took the red eye out of LAX. At I think I flew out like ten thirty Thursday night. Changed planes in Newark, New Jersey, my old stomping grounds in the sense that that was the airport I always used when I lived in New York because I didn't live in the city. And uh, one of the things I did post on Instagram, they have a, a CBGB's there now, which is the the world famous club that was you know downtown that I think it's it's either a clothing store or like an ATM kiosk for a bank now. It's like whatever it is, it's like the saddest thing that's happened to the real one it, until I saw like, wait, so they moved CBGB's to Newark airport and it's a restaurant. So, uh, that it, it, it was like, it was like the least rock and roll thing. And like even, even less rock and roll than the hard rock cafe, or as our friend Gene Simmons would mention, rockandbrews.com. Uh, it's another, another place that you can go is rock and brews, which in the different terminals they have. But anyway, so as I said, I, I got into town and I immediately went to Waffle House. I had the nap and, uh, I met up with our friend, Mr. Dennis Miller, who wanted to have dinner, uh, not by himself. I took a picture of the place after the fact, so I can remember the name of it. And we, uh, we walked around there. There was a restaurant at his hotel, but I think he wanted to kind of get out and see the city a little bit. And we walked close to the Market Square area of Knoxville, which is lovely. It's a lot more built up. That's where you had your um, yep. your burger, your Crate and Barrel. And I know it's not <laughs> yeah. uh, So it was cool, but there's some kind of protest going on or something. And he's like, mm, that sounds like a bit of a headache. And I don't blame him. <laughs> and I don't blame him at all. So we went to uh, this sort of side street, not too far from where we are right now. And there were two choices. There was a crepes place, or there was a Japanese place called Kaizen, K-A-I-Z-E-N. That's right. No sponsorship of the broadcast, but if you want to recreate the walking tour of Knoxville that uh, any of us took, these are all places you can go while staying in beautiful Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, which I, by the way, I, I I am very impressed. I had no I had no real expectations for Knoxville other than I had been to Nashville and I'd been to Memphis. Those are both very sort of distinct, unique places. This is not like either of them. When I first heard that Dennis was doing a special, I was telling Farad this last night, that uh, I thought they said Nashville. I'm like, oh, that's great. I have friends there. I've been there. This is going to be, oh, it's Knoxville. Tennessee is a little bit like Kentucky 2.0. It it looks like Kentucky. It's the same shape. Everything's just like a little better, I would say. It's a little better here. Oh, look at that. Paul Paul from Kentucky selling out his state. Sorry. No, that's all right. Look, I mean, I I have a lot of family from New Jersey. They uh, are very quick to point to states they like better than their own. Yeah. And I don't know. I just thought that it was like a little bit cooler and... A little bit more hipstery than I thought, like sort of the the walkability and the fair. And look, it was a it was a Pride weekend, and that was a, a very inclusive event. And I know lots of cities have them. Just Knoxville wasn't at the top of my list, and one that I expected to have one. <laughs> well, I think because they have a Gay Street. That's yeah, what the big bijou was on the. Yeah, the theater that Dennis did a show was on Gay Street, yeah. and uh, there are uh, jokes that were made at my expense by Dennis's manager that I will not <laughs> share on the record. <laughs> Uh, allegedly by me, there's no, I, I can neither confirm nor deny if that's true. Maybe I made that up, but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, look, it makes sense. You have the gay street. That's where everything should end. And, uh, I don't know. Look, there was a lot of people out on Saturday morning 
Uh, and I don't mean that came out, which obviously I could have meant that. But no, I mean, there were just a lot of people out walking around. And it was, I don't know, just kind of a cool vibe. Uh, so Dennis and I go to this Japanese restaurant on Friday to sort of do a black cast and circle back to the thing I was talking about four minutes ago. The And uh, it was good. I mean, we had some noodles and we shared some dumplings and things. And Dennis and I decided to get sake. The guy didn't know what sake was good. And we thought we were going to get hot sake. And I don't know how much you guys have ever drank sake, but it's usually you can get a cold or, or warm. It's not really hot. Well, and, if, you, if you've seen uh, You Only Live Twice, you know I think it's served correct temperature of 98.4 well this according was, to james bond right and uh, this was served at you know like 32 no it's like 34 <laughs> and it was like it came out of a little bottle and it, it was not good i said to dennis afterwards and i may end up saying this on the podcast if we talk about the dinner it should have been served in like a capri sun pouch with a little drinkable mm. straw because <laughs> it was just it was just like oh no no this is so we didn't finish it and, uh, but the food was good and i was I think I was telling you, Mark, there were really cool uh, Japanese movie posters there. There was a great one for uh, for Blade Runner that I would have taken a picture of, except Dennis was sitting in front of it, so then I would have been like taking his picture. And then there was like a really weird one for the movie Trading Places. With, I, mean, I was telling you, I can't remember who I told. Uh, told me. So, yeah, I did tell you. So the movie Trading Places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, right. there, it, there's just the weirdest poster you can ever see. And I'll have to look it up and see if I can find Japanese one sheet for Trading Places. <laughs> but uh, it was fun. And, uh, you know, the Dan Man and I don't get to sit down and talk very often. And usually it's because we're in another city and his wife hasn't gotten into town yet. I've had dinners <laughs> with him in Chicago uh, a few times for similar reasons. And uh, it was good. It was good to catch up in person. I mean, we talk a lot. We talk on the podcast, but uh, you know, he just always likes to know how the kids are, that sort of thing. And then uh, I went back to my hotel and continued doing what I've done through most of this weekend and uh, watched season two of Luke Cage. Uh, <laughs> although I'm only seven episodes in, and Iron Fist still hasn't shown up, and I'm the only person probably that's disappointed by that. But anyway, story <laughs> for another time. So yeah, Saturday I just I took a little walk around the area because I wanted to see where the theater was, really close to this hotel, which was nice to find out. And that's where I kind of saw a little bit of the surrounding area and got a good vibe for uh, what's going on in Knoxville. That was my famous trip to Bojangles. You know, my hotel has uh, breakfast included. So that's really cut down on the fact that I thought I was going to be here for three days and go to the Waffle House three times. So I've let myself down, but uh, I felt like I should really prepare a little bit for uh, my role last night, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And uh, so yeah, I went to Bojangles and drove around and I don't know, just to uh, one of the things I was telling the guys before we started, one of the things that you notice when you live in Southern California and you go pretty much anywhere else, I guess other than Phoenix, is the rest of the country is so green. And it's really, it's a little jarring at times. Like, oh my God, because in California, everything's dead or dying, you know, like the state itself. If I had the bell, I'd hit it. Uh, you know, like California is always getting a lot of work done. I'd hit the bell again. Um, but uh, yeah, so I don't know, it's just sort of beautiful. And I, I got off the highway and just sort of drove around and got a little bit lost. But that's why we have my friend Waze. So uh, uh, yeah, so I mean, it was fun and, you know, wandered over to the theater for around five o'clock dug in for a uh, a big night of comedy um was there anything that uh farad or paul that you guys did before the show that uh, was interesting anything local did you eat anywhere did you see anything we uh went to pigeon forge or severeville which is 
closer there. That's where and, all the and shopping. And Pitchford is Dollywood, but you didn't go to Dollywood. We did not go to, not this time. Anyway, so, uh, of course, there's a big outlet, outlet there, so we did the shopping. My wife loves shopping. No Eastern Kentucky woman would, would come to this close to the Pigeon Forge and not do some shopping. But sure, yeah. Know. No, I mean, I know. I, I grew up near, like, the outlets that were the outlets for people from Manhattan. They were very common for anybody yeah. listening. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like... It's how people knew where I lived. Right. Uh, it was just like, well, oh, do you know this thing? Do you know that thing? Do you know the Renaissance Festival? And I'm like, do you know the Woodbury Commons outlet? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I understand. I don't understand the appeal of outlet shopping. Yeah. But I understand that it exists and that it is appealing to others. Well, the nice thing about that place is there's right across the street is the NASCAR Speed Park. Okay. And for 20 bucks, you can ride all the go-karts as much as you want all day. Like wow, it's a so if you got like little boy, like boys, I do. So that's what we do. We get on. We, we didn't have the kids with us this time, but yeah. Uh, How many kids do you good. have? Two boys. Okay, two boys, and one's eleven. One's eleven. One's ten. Okay, we, we got them out of the way really quickly. Yeah, I mean, uh, so they're, they're, they're like two. The other one will be twelve, like in a month. So right. Yeah, I spaced out. Well, I guess my wife and I. <laughs> my wife really did. Yeah. You know. I, I was barely involved in the beginning. I try to be more involved, uh, you know, once they're born. But uh, Felix will be three in July, and Lucy is uh, seven months now. So there'll come a point where there's somewhat comparable ages to that, and I'll be like, yeah. And except for the, there'll be that overlap of, and you'll run into the same thing. The overlap of a few years where they're both in college at the same time. Right. Yeah. Right. So we didn't quite do that. Uh, Heather and her sister are both a solid four school years apart. Yeah. So her parents, I don't know that that's what they planned, but they were paying for college for eight years. But only for one kid the whole time. So uh, that's the that's the American yeah. dream right there. Yeah. That's how that's how me and my brother were. He's about four years older, and uh, it's good to have him that close because on the they have somebody to kind of play with and do things mm-hmm. with. But the, the bad part about it is they also fight like cats. And oh dogs. yeah, yeah. Because yeah. me and my brother never really we were always kind of not in different phases into different things, so we didn't really. Yeah, my brother's five years older than me, and when we were younger, we were. We were really close. I mean, we liked. He liked Star Wars. He liked comics. So he liked. So there was a lot of common ground. But he's so much bigger than me that uh, any kind of roughhousing. And I think I've told the story before. And I remember. I remember exactly when it was. We were down at the the Jersey Shore in uh, May of 1983. My brother was uh, trying to flip me around, have me do some uh, somersaults on the bed where I'm not really capable of doing that sort of thing. And he dislocated my shoulder. And why do I remember? when that was mark what would i remember about may of 1983 what was what was heading into the movie oh were, were you were you in a sling seeing return of the jedi i did not quite have a sling but i also had to wait three days to see the damn movie i didn't see it until may 28 i've been waiting for three years for that movie my brother so instead i were like at an urgent care Near the beach, which I guess that's elegant, but uh, so I didn't see it until a few days later, and I will still periodically mention that to my brother. Uh, but that was one of those instances where you had to get a talking to about, like, you know, your, your brother's really little. I know it was probably small for my age, but my brother was also very tall for his age. So it was, yeah, that, so to, to Paul's point, it's very easy that the roughhousing, when you're not actually trying to hurt your sibling, Maybe you want to hurt him a little, but you know you do a lot more damage, and uh, that's definitely the sort of thing that uh, when I was talking to Mark last night, you, you were talking about the age where the one older kid can watch the younger kid, and I'm like, I 
just the way that Felix tries to hold his sister now, I can't imagine he's going to get you know more gentle with age. But uh, he's, you know, let's let's just hope. But anyway, so Paul, you were talking about how you so you could drive some NASCAR go karts or something. Yeah, like you that. just because it, it, that's the big thing when you go down down that way to uh, which is it's just like thirty minutes from here. It's not bad if you do. It's kind of a expensive thing if you go to all the different ones to right. ride the, the carts. This one's one place, and you can do it all one one shot, and that's a pretty good. Like when I say go karts, I mean really like big, like 30, 40 miles an hour go karts. You have to at least sixteen to ride them. So that was on the way here on Saturday. Right? Yeah, yeah, it was okay. on the way here, and then on the way back. Did, Dad, did you get to do that while your wife did the outlet shopping? Is that one of those kind of yeah, riding yeah. yeah, I didn't do it th- this time. The kids weren't with us. Oh, but, okay, but that's know, like what that's what I, yeah we typically gotcha. do. So did you get anything at the outlets for yourself? I did not. Is there a man outlet? Like, the outlets that I have... There's the have Bass like, Pro Shop. Yeah, well, nice, there you go, yeah. Uh, they've got the big tank inside. The hugest Bass Pro Shop you'll ever see is in Vegas. That It's like right off the 15 freeway. And I think that probably why it's so big is that if you've been anywhere around Vegas, you understand that it's one of those places that... You people drive like two, three hours maybe to get some real shopping done for the weekend. You know, it's sort of like going to the outlets. But because right. uh, I grew up somewhere rural where it was, I mean, it was considered rural. If somebody who grew up like really, you know, in, in the country, in the farm, might think it's ridiculous for me to consider it rural. But it was 45 miles northwest of Manhattan, right where the suburbs start to get rural. The next town over had cows and cornfields and stuff, but it's like if we wanted to go to the grocery store, it was a good like twenty minute drive. If we wanted to go to the movies, it was a half hour. And you know, living in Southern California, my kid will never understand that concept because it's like if you want to go to any movie theater, it would be like six minutes away. If you want to go to one we like more, it's eight minutes away. We can walk to the supermarket. You know, just all this crazy stuff. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so uh, it sounds like uh, not a bad drive though, mm-hmm. the three hours. And, Mark, what did you do after you had the uh, Crate and Barrel Burger? Well, let's see. I stumbled across the uh, the market square in, yeah. a, in a burger and bourbon-fused uh, haze. Went to mm-hmm. the went to some of the shops. They had a little bookstore over here. Yeah, I saw and, that. Uh, yeah. And just kind of wandered around, looked around. My wife, they have an outdoor market. I don't know why. We're, not, I mean, we're, we're five hours from home, so I don't know why she's going through the outdoor farmer's market, but... <laughs> she liked going to the outdoor. Like fresh. Yeah. yeah, you know what'll be good for those vegetables is throwing them in the trunk for a, a hot steam. Yeah, might as well put them in the sauna for a little while. Yeah, especially the cheese, uh, the oh. cheese stall. Like, what are you doing? But oh, the cheese stall. A, a few, a few samples, and uh, so it was, it was a nice little afternoon. Well, good. So then we get to the main event, which is why we're all here, not just to do the black cast on a Sunday morning, although you know, obviously. This is the main event for me, mm-hmm. but I guess you gentlemen came here to see Dennis Miller. Oh, Dennis Miller was here at this time? Fake news, real jokes, <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, there was, uh, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of buzz beforehand, you know, got to meet a lot of the crew people, it was very nice, and uh, I tried to remain calm, but uh, for those who don't know for sure, I don't know what I talked about, but I... I use air quotes, I opened for Dennis, but what I did is it was more like TV warm-up, just to let yeah. people know, this is how you laugh, this is how you clap. No, you got to stay off your phones, which people did, and I'm surprised, because, you know, the first show I talked about, like, people use their phone in the movie theater, and nobody reacted. I'm like, oh, wait, are people actually polite here? It's amazing. Cause, and, I, and that's what I realized. I'm like, oh, maybe they don't. So they didn't even need to be reprimanded. Like, if you go to a TV taping, and for all you've been to many, 
the rules are uh, kind of beaten. Did you, you, I'm sure you went to a late night with Conan O'Brien in NBC, right? I went to uh, the Tonight Show and Conan, but I never, never went to the late, late night, night show. Oh, because that's what I used to do audience for. And the guy who was our boss was just like, just like he's like, keep speeching him, keep speeching him. So we had to keep telling him the same things he wanted us to keep doing. Mm -hmm. It got to the point where we had a meeting with Jeff Ross, the executive producer, mm -hmm. who wanted to know why the audience was in such a bad mood. And we all sold that guy out because we didn't like him. And he's like, and he's like, well, you, keep, well, you gotta keep telling them to spit out their gun. So we have to scrape gun once in a while. Okay, just stop. And the thing that I know about Jeff Ross, which you may or may not know, he's always chewing gum. So I think he took it personally. Uh, so it was a lot of things that I learned from there. There are some great warm-ups that I'd seen uh, in, in my life. For SNL, they would have various cast members. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Fallon would come out and do a song. Uh, and you know, back in the heyday, Dennis used to do the warm up for SNL, and uh, I'm I'm told it was quite good. It's obviously before my time, but uh, you'd get like different cast members would you know tell some jokes and come out and do some things. That was fun. At Conan, for a long time, it was uh, the guy who eventually became the head writer, Mike Sweeney, mm -hmm. and he had a joke that it, I learned a lot about warm up from what he would do is, is you just talk about like local things. So whatever your answer was to, to the question, he would be like, hey, where did you go to school? And if they said Marist College, if they said CW Post, they said <laughs> anything, they said Seton Hall, he, he, his response was always, you have to love a college that advertises on Hot 97, which is like the hip-hop station. <laughs> yeah. And so, and it was just like, all right. And then Joey Cole, who used to do it for the Rosie O'Donnell show, he had some very carefully cultivated sort of hacky jokes, mm -hmm. but he would run around a lot, and he had some that I liked that he actually stopped doing. Uh, one was, I'm sweating like Mike Tyson at a spelling bee. <laughs> one that I think maybe Rosie caught wind of and had him stop saying was, I'm sweating like Michael Jackson at a playground. Oh, oh, which, oh, great oh, jokes, oh, but I think oh, that oh, crowd oh, might be like, hey, that's a little, yeah. I, I think that that might not have said that well. But anyway, so I try to, you know, approach it as though it's not, you know, I'm not going up there to tell jokes. I had one joke prepared, which I used only in the first show. It was well received. I just forgot to use it in the second show. I think I was a lot more comfortable in the second show because for the first show, I'm sitting backstage and it's ridiculous. The stage manager has to wipe off my shoes because the stage is black and it's going to be on camera. So you don't have a lot of footprints. Mm -hmm. So this guy, he had to do it for both shows. So he's wiping my shoes. It's just sort of a funny thing. He's wiping my shoes with a towel and then I have to stand on like this other towel. And I, he's like, just stay on the black towel. And I was telling you, it reminded me, I'm uh, very slowly watching this show, this documentary series on Netflix called Wild Wild Country about the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh. And anytime he walks anywhere, his followers are unfurling a red carpet. And so he's always walking on red carpet with flowers on it. And I was like, I felt like the Bhagwan Sri Rajneesh having this guy. Uh, yeah, which kind of sounds like a Dennis Miller reference. And all <laughs> I haven't, Were you I haven't like seen standing this. up when he was doing it? No, I was, I was seated. Yeah, okay. I, I was seated. It was, uh, it, it, it was not quite the, the foot washing from the Bible, but, uh, you know, it, uh, it felt like it. So, um, yeah, so while I'm sitting there before the first show, the stage manager, lovely guy named Cisco, not Benjamin Cisco, and not the singer named Cisco. Uh, yeah, not the thong song. He's like, so the, uh, the director will tell everybody all the things about turning their cell phones off and the uh, and so and, and he's gonna say all this in like 
that it's a TV taping and I'm like, wait a minute, that's all I have, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and I let him do it and then I was a little flustered when I came out, I'm like, I'm just going to repeat what the guy said because I wanted to say it, this is all I knew. And I think that I didn't really get the chance to talk to Brian, the director beforehand, that I'm not a comedian mm. and I was just here to, I was like the hype man. All I had was to let them know it was a TV taping and then to take that away. So the, before the second show, I was like, yeah, can I do that? Because uh, it, it threw me off for the first one. <clears throat> the people were lovely. It was a lovely crowd. I think that they were, they were very nice. I, I hope I legitimately made some people laugh. But I was just out there to get people ready for the real laughter that was to follow with Mr. Dennis Miller. And that grew out of the previous taping. And Fraud, you were at that one for yes. America 180. Mm-hmm. And you, did you go to two shows that time or did you only go to one? I was planning to go to two shows, but I got to the first one late. That's so right. So I couldn't get into the building. Right, yeah. So I ended up going to the second one. Yeah. Yes. And what happened that time was that they had hired an opening comedian who was just like epically bad. Mm. And the crowd was in a bad mood. Yeah. And then Dennis came out. He was flustered to the extent that I think we didn't use anything from that first show for that special because he got warm and he was wearing his glasses in it. So his glasses got fogged up from oh. the beginning. Yeah. So they sent that guy home and he was just like, Christian, you just go out and do something. And he, re- he liked what I did. And I should have listened back to what I did because I, I, the thing about that is I had no time to prepare. This one I literally had months to prepare. And I think that was a problem. Mm-hmm. That one was like, can you just go out? I'm like, sure. And I just went out. I was high energy. And I was like, hey, can you guys yell and scream and get ready for Dennis Miller and all that? And I did that this time, and the, you know, the, but leading up to this one, they're like, "Well, how much, how much time do you do you need?" I'm like, "Oh, five minutes." <laughs> and then I saw the rundown said five to ten minutes. I'm like, Ooh, uh, <laughs> more like five. But then again, the stage manager Cisco lets me know that they have to rearrange some people. They, which fraud, you know, for TV taping, they they will tell you they have to rearrange because somebody's blocking a camera. Right. They do put the prettiest people in the places where they're going to get the uh, the best shot. And I spent a little time down under the stage in Video Village, as they call it, and I was watching them sort of get some of the crowd shots. And it was actually interesting because I'd never been at that side of it to see them picking the people and, you know, the people who start to stare into the cameras, like, all right, you got to move now. That guy's looking at the camera. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> nobody's waving. But, uh, hey, I got moved uh, I got moved up, so I'll you take that as a compliment. Up. Yeah, then. well, see, there you go. As, as one of the beautiful people. Oh, probably my wife. But, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. That's, that was a good about. answer. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a beautiful couple. How about that? Okay. Uh, so, uh, Farad, I will let you uh, take over that part, and mm. uh, you can... You've seen enough warm-up, so uh, yes. if you have constructive criticism, I would be happy to take it from uh, what you saw from the performance of Little Old Me before the first and second jump. Your performance was great compared to the introduction, the introduction that you got because at the very top, I think it was the director of the show. Yeah, Brian Volkweiss. Yeah, uh, started out by saying, hello, Nashville, how's everybody? And then oh, he man. got booed relentlessly. <laughs> See, and here's the thing too. I thought about I thought about that for my thing, like, and I I knew I was like, no, just be respectful of where you are. And I know I get that you do that so that they boo. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, you don't want to start off with yeah. I forgot he did that. Yeah. So there's a big difference between Nashville and Knoxville. Is what you're trying to tell me, Paul? Well, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, the, the only local flavor that I could pick up was that what I would do 
is I would make fun of North Carolina. I'm like, I just, I know what's on the border and mm -hmm. I feel like they don't like them. I don't even know who the big rival is for Tennessee, which like the stadium is literally down the street from here. Yeah. I should have asked around for whoever, like whatever school they hate the most. That's the state I should have said. But I got some good laughs out of uh, North Carolina. All right. So yeah, the warm up to my warm up. You're gonna not give a high grade to correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah. At least get the city the city name correct. Yeah, right. <laughs> Which you know, a lot of bands like when they're on tour, there's literally a piece of tape on one of the monitors, and it says the name of the city. So yeah, but you don't do that exactly. And you get that because like bands travel around, they literally don't know where they are. Mm -hmm. You know, I I would see a lot of concerts in a town near my house called Middletown, New York, and uh, the Black Crows opened for Aerosmith in 1990. And uh, Chris Robinson, the early Black Crows were really not good. I liked them a little bit later, but they were bad. And he's like, nobody rocks like the fuckers in Middleton. And we're like, oh, man, is this just one letter? We couldn't, we couldn't try. But anyway. But anyway, um, but no, your, your warm-up was great. I mean, I thought... That's that what you, I was fishing for. Thank yeah, you. exactly. Yeah. You, <laughs> you, uh, you, you got the audience revved up and all that there. You uh, you gave them a couple practice runs in terms of the laughing beat, uh, what you call the levels, in terms of yeah. getting the... Uh, which the up. other time I did it, I talked about how levels are bullshit. <laughs> but I didn't have... I had more time to fill than I wanted to, so I was like, well, we have to set the levels. But there are no levels. <laughs> no. There's never levels. And they'll always tell you there's levels, but there's never... That's, that's a... That's a uh, Mike Sweeney thing that I learned too. It's like, oh yeah, the levels. You gotta set those levels. <laughs> but I gave a shout out to you because I yes. wanted to know where you were. Yes. And uh, yeah, you were uh, stage right, I think. Or stage left, I guess is what they call it. From my vantage point, it was stage right. So yes, I don't know. Yes, um, and but it was orchestra left in terms yeah. of the seating. So um, yeah, I was in like the seventh row for the first show and then the third row for the second show. You're, yeah, so your introduction was, was was very on point in terms of how a uh, uh, warm up goes. I got some uh, good laughs from people. Yeah. Uh, the joke that I used that I oh, had yeah, come up joke, with yeah. was that I'd been in Knoxville for 36 hours. And it's a little bit of a fake. But uh, I've been in Knoxville <laughs> for 36 <laughs> hours, and I'd already eaten at Waffle House, Cracker Barrel, and Bojangles. And if I were home in Southern California, they would say that that's a cry for help. But here, I think y'all would say, I didn't know <laughs> I thought about it, but then I'm like, don't, don't fuck around. Don't say but I said, uh, but, but around here, I think you guys would call that a blessed day. And they, I got a good laugh, so I'm yeah. like, all right. Let's just go out on the one joke. There you go. You know what yeah. I mean? I, 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 and they seem to like it. And they liked me saying the names of those restaurants because they're like, oh, my God, yeah, I like to eat Cracker Barrel, too. I'm like, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I do know people who don't. I think my mom hates it, actually. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, and I, I, had, I had my notes backstage with me, which I, I still have. I'd, uh, I'd talked to my friend Tom Kelly, who's a past guest of the uh, Black Cast. He's done warm-up for The View for mm -hmm. 10 years, about yeah. 10 years now. So, and he's also done America's Got Talent and Good Morning America's Concerts. So I uh, wrote out some notes here at the hotel and I had my little cheat sheet, <laughs> which I'll put on the table for when we have it. And this is just so that I remember and I would go over those in my head. And I did something in the first show that I thought was fun, but I didn't want Dennis to think I was saying something bad about his career. I kind of thought about it after the fact. I was like, who knows Dennis was starting to like big round of applause. Who watched him on the HBO show? How many of you know him from Bordello of Blood? It was really <laughs> and I was just like, oh, so it's just me. But I thought it was a funny moment, but then yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't want to hear me do it twice. Now, yeah. the problem is, of course, Rafe, if you were at that show where I had done that. Oh, I would have screamed. Yeah, because Rafe and I actually 
not together because we didn't know each other. We both we saw Bordello of Blood in the theater. Opening opening day. I didn't go opening day, but I did go. I did go the first week because uh, my friend Dan Carroll was a long time ago past guest on the Blackcast. He was really into horror movies, so he just wanted to see it for a horror movie. I liked Dennis, so we went. But uh, that was one of those ones that I that I thought was fun. But I was gonna keep going like with the CNBC show, and then I was gonna. And people don't want to hear my story about how I, I. That's where I met Dennis, and that's where I met my wife. Nobody, nobody wanted my story. That's what the black cast is for, and I don't exactly. even know if people yeah. want to hear. But uh, you kind of have to get it because I'm living inside your ears. Kind of like Star Trek Two. Huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's a good burrow, reference, right? Bur- burrowing deeper and deeper mm. and driving him insane. Disease City Alpha Five. Um, so. These luxurious Corinthian leather. And that's, mm-hmm. Bad Ricardo. Yeah, yeah, bad Ricardo Maltamon. Uh, all right. So uh, thank you for saying nice things about the warm-up. I'll ask oh, yeah. these guys about show two when we get to show two. Mm-hmm. And don't worry, you guys are going to talk more, but Fry was at the first show. Right, right. exactly. Uh, so. You know what will get to talk more than me because uh, that's uh, it's not the everybody else. It was else. in the contract you made it. Yeah, it was it, in the contract you made it. It's not the everybody else cast. It's <laughs> exactly. the me cast. That's right. Then it's time for the big show. That's right. And you, as someone in the audience... Talk about how those first couple of minutes unfolded. Uh, the first couple of minutes were pretty solid. You, you came know, out uh, very strong. Yeah. We were like, this is a great crowd. This is going to be good. This yeah, people were standing up, giving them standing ovations and everything. The way, like that. He, the way they stood up, uh, Mark Gervitz, Dennis's manager, we talked about, was just like, this is, this is the best crowd for a special I've ever seen. This oh, is like yeah. In the first minute, he already feels that. You know? Yeah, yeah. But then at one point he stops and he says, I'm very sorry, but I ha- we have to I'm start again. I'm getting a signal that I need to start again. Yeah. yeah. And so he just leaves the stage. And what kind of information and, do you get in the audience? Because there was some confusion backstage as to what the audience was told. We got nothing. Okay, you got nothing. Because, like anybody who's in the audience, if you looked around, you did know there was a teleprompter. And mm-hmm. if you looked at the teleprompter, it doesn't have all of his jokes written out. No. It's, what he, it's called prompts. It's sort of like the bullet point list that I made, except you know, for a professional comedian. Right. It's just so that he knows, so he doesn't miss anything. You know, because especially the way Dennis's act worked, there's a lot of connective tissue. So it's just you have the points on the screen in this way, you know, he doesn't lose it. Like, there's a lot of times where he'll do shows, he just has a podium in front of him and it's a piece of paper with that stuff on it. Mm-hmm. But he didn't, you know, you don't want to have a podium for a show like this. Right. So right. they were, they thought that they had told people that they had to fix a teleprompter. And then he was like, well, now I know there's a teleprompter. I'm like, well, they kind of knew. But, you know, I understood his frustration, but it wasn't turned on. Uh, okay. Um, Ultimately, it seems like somebody stepped on a cable or something. Just one of those things that, you know, it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, obviously, he was really thrown off because he's like, you know, I know the special, but I would miss some of the jokes. Exactly. That's the thing I'm talking yeah. about. He'd be able to do the special. But then there's like jokes that are particularly crafted and well honed leading up to the special that you wouldn't get quite right because you'd miss a point or sometimes. Well, know, there'd be a callback go... that would be referencing something that he didn't mention before. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and then you do this with two shows so that you can cut between the two shows for whatever's the best. Mm-hmm. So we actually have three entrances for Dennis to choose from. Yes. Uh, and the, like two minutes of the beginning. <laughs> and so there was a, you know, I was downstairs under the stage with Mark Gervitz. And uh, actually, Dennis's wife was out in the audience for the that first show. But uh, I sat with Mark and Carolyn for the second show. And then we went out to the audience mm-hmm. just so we could hear better. Uh, so yeah, so there there was a lot of confusion trying to figure it out. Dennis was upset, but also just thrown off because you know you're building up to this moment. You go out, you do your act, an hour plus later, you're gonna be done. Right. Uh, so then they start over, mm-hmm. and you know there's certain things in the beginning of that second go around that we can't use because he's referencing the fact that he'd already come out. Exactly. But <laughs> you know, the crowd was great about like you know it's, I think it was because they were well 
schooled and well prepared by that warm up guy who told them how to applaud. I think they did a good job of applauding the second time. You know, so then we go and I think the first one was an hour fourteen, an hour and fourteen minutes. And the special, I think they want to get it down to fifty eight minutes. So there's a lot to choose from. I don't think that there's a lot of weak stuff. He wanted me to watch the second time for suggestions. I had a couple things, but it's like it's not easy to go like Oh, yeah, you can lose this or that. It's just more like, hey, this is funny, but it didn't get as big a laugh as maybe you thought it would. Um, did it feel like more than an hour sitting there in the audience for us? No, no. Yeah. It, it just, I thought it, it moved yeah. along really well, actually. Yeah, yeah. it was Him, very, him very being a comedian, yeah. he's been at it for so long, he would have felt like there are things that felt slow to him. And I'm like, well, that's, that's not the way we felt, but uh, I can understand to him. You know, he's got a better read for the crowd and all that. Mm -hmm. So that first crowd was very well behaved. Very much and so. I made a reference, yes. I made a reference <laughs> at the 7 o'clock show that we were counting on them to be good because you know that the 9.30 crowd is going to be drunk. And I was right. Was, uh, <laughs> um, so any uh, final thoughts for the first show before we move on and then we can uh, include uh, Mark and Paul. I almost said Mark and Rafe. But Mark that's and you. Rafe. Those are both you. <laughs> two sides of the same coin. Hey, two sides of the coin. Great Ace Freely song from the Kiss and Last album. But anyway... You have, uh, you, so you get to see the show, and mm -hmm. apparently you left your hat. Yeah, I did leave that's, my hat in the audience. And, yeah, that's um, like Linus leaving his blanket somewhere. Yeah. I, I didn't think you you could possibly forget the hat. Yeah, you would think that there would be like some sort of alarm in my head that would kind of fire <laughs> off or something. But, well, I was standing out front and looking for Farad, mm -hmm. and I saw, I was like, I think that's Farad that just walked out. I was like, no, no hat, though. <laughs> yeah. And then he turned around and walked back in. I was like, well, I couldn't have been. And he walked right back out with that. I was like, ah, that's Farad. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right. Apparently, it's my signature now. That, that so, hat might yeah. as well say, I am Farad Muhammad. <laughs> it, was a, it was nice because I was in line, and then I was like, oh, there they are. And yes. I saw you with the hat on. I was like, it has to be Farad. Because if we had a uh, Twitter direct message, that's right. These gentlemen all slid into my DMs, as the kids say. Oh, yeah. And we were trading messages, and uh, yeah, you guys were like planning to meet up, and I was backstage just sort of dealing with things between the show. And I really wanted you guys to get to meet Dennis, but just because of the way that the first show started off, I knew between shows wasn't going to be great. No. no. But uh, fortunately, that story has a happy ending for, well, for everybody except for Paul's wife, but we'll get into that. <laughs> and uh, you know, just to admit, you said the 9.30 show, everybody was drunk. We definitely were in that categories so. you were drunk drunk <laughs> well yeah because i i don't drink a lot oh yeah well that, that's we, why they we did so yeah so uh, I, I, I apologize if i didn't no no so you, you were great and uh mark gene and i had uh had some a couple of uh, drinks and i had a uh, the most uh, mediocre least authentic shepherd's pie i've ever had in my life <laughs> at the irish pub but i'm using air quotes for irish pub uh, I, I, I don't quite know what they served me but i ate it it was meat and mashed potatoes and there's a lot of tomato sauce in it i'm like are you serious and plus sauce. plus it was pretty much the only place open after yeah. midnight well so. that's the thing because i had thought about like oh maybe i'll maybe i'll go to the stock and barrel and, and get one of them burgers they're closed. Mm. Everything was closed before midnight. That's the way things used to be, that everything closed, you know, by midnight or even 11. But you just get used to things being open later. So anyway, I uh, was doing that, and you guys met up. And none of you had ever met before. I'm correct on that, right? That is correct. Yes. Just in the yes. cyber world. Yeah, exactly. So, And that's the beauty of uh, social media. And all of you have been on the Dennis Miller show. And uh, yes. <laughs> Paul, were you ever on the Blackcast before? Did we do a phoner with you after the radio show ended? Yeah, you did. did. You yeah. interviewed me. So you'd all been 
in the black cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so you see, that's more important than the brotherhood of the Dennis Miller show or the Dennis Miller auction. That's where I go. <laughs> My joke uh, that your name in Mayor's College was uh, Black the Inhaler. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. But uh, I was more of a I, I was more of a puff adder. I uh, I, I did not inhale. Uh, so anyway, uh, so yeah, you guys were meeting up and it was great. We were getting ready for the second show. And, you know, I was getting ready for my warm-up for the second time, mm-hmm. where I didn't use my joke, I didn't talk about Dennis's shows. The problem with the first warm-up, and what I meant to say when we were doing that, was that Cisco, the stage manager, let me know that he was going to be moving people around. This is why I wanted to bring that up. So I had to fill. And I was like, wait, I, I wasn't even prepared for the time that was allotted for me. I have to fill? <laughs> I'm like, I am not prepared to fill. And I was just like, if I had to do it much longer, I would have probably like hopped down off the stage and started asking people questions. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, I don't know. I'd be like, Fraud, how was your drive? You know, I would have done stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and so uh, unfortunately I didn't have to fill for the second show. In fact, I cut it a little short because I got ready faster and I wanted Dennis to get out. So I was like, that's why I left my A-list material uh, on, on my little cheat sheet. Paul, uh, you had the fortune that literally two minutes before I got on stage, I ran into in the lobby and I was able to give you better tickets. I know, that was... That sorry was sorry that uh, Farad and uh, Mark did not get better tickets from me, but uh, you guys already had good seats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty so, much. It uh, was just, it was kind of, of course, I've seen you and stuff, so it was just weird to see you in person. It was like, yes, not weird bad. to see Dennis Miller in person, but to see me in person, very yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You live up to my expectations. <laughs> yeah, that's no, a that first. was nice. Uh, that's a very uh, definitely a first. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, no, it was good. Yeah, we had great seats. We were actually just a little couple rolls up from uh, Farad, and uh, it was we had great. We were right above the yeah because the unfortunate person. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Because what people will people will know like anytime you go to a concert or a performance or anything, there are even when it's sold out, there is always what they call production holds. There's like tickets just in case all of a sudden last minute. Mm-hmm. So they had some held for Dennis. And I found the lady who was in charge of it only like one minute after she released them. So I was still able to get them because uh, I was like, hey, oh, wait, wait, Paul, you're upstairs. No, you got to come downstairs for, for after the show. That'll be easier. And also you get better seats. So, uh, yeah, it was good that uh, we ran into each other in the lobby. Then uh, I come out and uh, Paul, since you have the mic. You can go ahead and talk about uh, the job I did. But oh, if you also have constructive criticism, I welcome it. Well, you got a huge round of applause for my wife uh, when you came out. Whom I yeah. haven't met now, yeah, I know. I, I, I think you guys probably think I'm making her up. <laughs> uh, that, Mark might have brought that She's in the hotel like, recuperating. Yeah, right? she's uh, Mavis from the Fraser TV show. Yeah, that's right. I, <laughs> I brought that up last night. That was my theory. That yeah, she was, that she she was just made up. No, Actually, but it's, it's just me in a wig. I just it, yeah, it's, it's like a... a it's like a Tyler Durden thing. Like you think you think she's real, yeah, yeah. but it's like you sitting at a table having a conversation with yourself. Yeah. As like, no, I don't want to go to the outlets. We we have to go to the outlets. <laughs> but anyway, you can ride the go So I got a big round of applause from your wife, and, yeah. and she hasn't met me, so know, right? she didn't meet Dennis, and she didn't meet me. Yeah. So yeah, no, you did a good job though, and uh, I appreciated the shout out you gave all of us. Mm-hmm. You know, well, cool. yeah, because I thought that was going to be good. I was going to talk about that was one of the things some of the advice that I had gotten from Tom Kelly and one of the things I remember, just talk about where people had come from. The first show, pretty much everybody was from Knoxville. I'm like, well, that didn't work. So I started talking about where you guys had all come from. They're like, well, who came from further? And then the balcony right away, Denmark! I'm like, oh my God, those are my people. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I knew to say Skull because uh, my Uncle Eddie, my dad's brother, he married a woman from Denmark. So 
it's a very Danish household. So, you know, that's the toast, the skull. And when I tell my uncle Eddie that story, he's going to think it's great. I stopped myself from telling the story of the Danish boxer with the same name as me because I realized nobody gives a shit. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's there to hear, hear my stories. Look at that big laugh right here. We look on the, the little monitor there. Yeah. The big Farad laugh, it, it's, uh, it, it, it's the peak in the uh, audio readout. And I'm not going to start about my laugh regarding the second show a little bit later on. But oh, okay. Yeah. That, well, I look forward to that. So, uh, But we're talking about me. Exactly. Farad, so not you. Uh, uh, well, I hope, your, I hope your wife enjoyed me in person and Dennis in person. And uh, Mark... Your thoughts on the warm-up, which is very important. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it was, I was sit, we were originally sitting a few rows back, almost behind one of the camera, well, almost behind the te teleprompter, and then somebody came and grabbed us and at the last minute and moved us closer, really close. Yeah, okay, I nice. was almost opposite, I was at the opposite end of Farad. I was yeah. almost oh, yeah, that's right. on I the remember far, where I found you. Yeah. far right. Mm -hmm. So, when you actually, when you gave my shout-out, I was standing in the aisle, and I just waved my arms in the air. Uh, so, let them and, know it was and, me. And you wave them like you just don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, uh, yeah. So uh, you're so I, I did a great job. Dennis, oh yeah. Dennis was okay. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the show. Now we're not going to talk about jokes and things right. because uh, mm -hmm. we want people to be surprised when they happen. Right. And. You know, the I audience was interesting enough, if nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> the, crowd, the first crowd was less drunk, so that's definitely true. I think that Knoxville was a great choice because people laughed at all the things that you know people would be afraid to. I talked about this a little bit in the morning. People would be afraid mm -hmm. to laugh at some things, and you really do see that in comedy clubs in LA. People looking around like, "Is it okay to laugh at this?" And look, there are times that I've been at comedy shows. I remember specifically uh, Dave Chappelle coming on at the Comedy Cellar in New York, or no, uh, New York Comedy Club, or well, no, one of them. He, just, he came on like two in the morning, he was working on material, and Dave Chappelle jokes, sometimes I gotta look around, I'm like, can I laugh at this? Because <laughs> I think it's funny, but I don't know, like, what are the other white people doing, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I, I get it, but at the same time, it's just like, oh, it's just jokes about ideology. And that's why I wanted, to, I did want to gauge like how many Democrats were in the audience, and they got booed, I'm like, no, oh, don't boo them. That's a, a joke that Tom gave me. He does the reverse of that at the, the View. So many people here are Democrats, are there any Republicans? And then, and then it's like, it's okay, you can laugh too. So I just basically, uh, he gifted me that. So uh, yeah, I knew that that was, I just reversed it. So uh, that, was, uh, that was kind of fun. And yeah, I think it was a good crowd just to, just to laugh, but also, you know, just a lot of like head nodding and then just applause. I think it played really well, which is indicative of how it'll play, I think, throughout the country. Whereas, you know, you know, doing it in Orange County is a lot different than doing it in L.A. And that's where the last couple specials were done, where Farad saw America 180. Right. But I think, uh, I don't know, it was a beautiful theater and it was a great crowd. So uh, I think all of that lived up to expectations. But now mm. we can talk about the problems with the crowd, <laughs> which were just a couple of people. And the, the first guy, he yelled, Al Gore sucks, I think is, is it's, which is fine. Because you know nobody's disagreeing with that from the stage. It's not like right. it's not like he was talking about what great man Al Gore is. And this this guy's like agreeing, but it's like just by saying Al Gore, this guy felt like he was entitled to it, which is interesting that people think their ticket entitles them to be a part of it. And <laughs> you know, Dennis has dealt with a lot of hecklers, and you can see what he does now is he actually engages and like lets them talk. But then he tries to get them to be quiet, and he's like, you know, I, can, I can't write for both of us. That was a great that, one, yeah. That was, I never heard <laughs> yeah. him use that before. I'm sure that'll be cut out of the special, so that's why I'm okay using it. I'd never heard him use that before, and I'm like, that's, that's actually pretty good. 
But that one was a different guy that he yeah, addressed yeah, that one to. Yeah, that and it wasn't guy, even well, the guy so, he was talking so, to. Right. But then the first guy did actually get kicked out because they tried to talk to him, and I think he got louder while he was talking to them, so they just kicked him out. Mm-hmm. Then the second guy, oh, the second guy is the outboard guy. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy actually got to stay, and then the other guy, I don't remember what he yelled, but he just kept going on and on back and forth. And it was it was about Trump. It no, there was was he the guy that was like me 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 or like making yeah. it, like he said like beaker or something oh, like that. Yeah. I don't think it was it was some guy because there was the balcony and there's a curtain where the people sit in front of it and it was somebody behind the curtain yelling oh. through the curtain and Dennis was looking at the guy sitting in front of the curtain thinking it was him oh, and the guy kept raising his hands like it's not me it's not me oh, and it was somebody and he kept because pe- I, I was sitting right across from him I had perfect yeah, view yeah, yeah. somebody was peeking through the curtain and then one of the other guests who was sitting there Jumped out of the seat and chased him. <laughs> wow. Went and chased this guy. I missed that. And I, uh, he eventually came back. So I, and there was no, and no, no more peep out of him. So I, I think they caught whoever it was and oh, threw him okay. out. But right, it was so somebody they definitely threw this, somebody out. But this was yeah. before I was in. The and I don't even know if he had a ticket. It was just somebody who was peeking from behind curtains. It oh, was weird. That that is a little weird. But there wasn't any of that in the first show, right? Fraud. There was no. Um, you know, there were just like people. You get like an occasional like woo or just agreement, which that's all fine. But this was like active participation by the audience, mm-hmm. and it was you know look, it's not welcome because anybody who's heard Dennis do comedy, it's the words are very important. Exactly. The order that they have. And I'll always use the example of before the old CNBC show, just beforehand, he would go through what was called the Daily Rorschach, which is the weekend update style segment. And he would read the jokes aloud and he would think about it and he'd change like one word. But you're like, what was all that time on that one word? And he does it in front of the crowd and you're like, oh, that's so much funnier. That one word that he changed. Mm -hmm. It's just one of the things that, you know, anybody who knows him or just knows his work, you can realize he has such an understanding of the way words work. I think if I said he understands the power of words and he heard me say it, he'd be like, I'm going to punch in the fucking face. But, uh, so I uh, don't want to say that. But he just really understands uh, the words. So uh, was that distracting to you, Paul, uh, to have uh, some of that uh, engagement? It was. I kept looking up. I was yeah. like, what? I, I didn't know. If, I thought maybe Fraud might jump up there and try to get the guy or something. Yeah, he was, I wish I could. but I, for, for Rod with his kung fu grip. Yeah. <laughs> Throw his hat like odd job, maybe. Oh, I see. There you go. That's, yep. a, that's a good one for Mark. But you said that about the, the words. That is interesting because I listen to the Norm McDonald podcast. Mm-hmm. When, when it comes on, it, it takes like... He, he's, got a, he's got a Netflix show coming up. Yeah. Uh, he, an interview show. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Like a, it, I guess in the style of Letterman in that it's the long form. Like, so he probably won't do the podcast anymore. Probably not. Yeah, yeah. but, but, I, but you'll, get, you'll get this instead. I yeah. think. Does, yeah. Doesn't one of Dennis's sons work on this? Yes, on he does. Talk, Did he talk about that? On, yeah, I think he mentioned that on like the sports show or something. Oh, okay, like yeah, that. yeah. So yeah. he works with Norm, and yeah, I think they've shot them. They're not all edited yet, and uh, there's a chance that Norm might come on the Dennis Miller option to talk about it. But just like with everything with Norm, there's just a chance. Yeah. <laughs> there's only a chance. It's a, but yeah, he, he always talks about the joke. Uh, I don't know, remember the name of the comedian, but he it's the. Uh, Take my wife, please. You know, honey, 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 young, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. He's just, just that it's, just the, it's the intonation of the word. Yeah, because it's, it's interesting. It's take my wife, please. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like, and you know, it was a different time, and it was just like, oh my god, he said, 
We said what we're all thinking, fellas. <laughs> Let's go out and smoke a pack of Chesterfields and talk about how we feel about our wives. <laughs> yeah, I kept looking up and the guy was, it sounded like I said he was like making, it sounded like he was doing like operatic or something. He's like, me, 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 me. I kept looking up like, see, what's this guy doing? But you know, yeah, it was, it was definitely distracting. But then I think Dennis kind of rolled on. With yeah, it. and, and uh, the problems were taken care of in various ways. Look, it happens. I mean, I uh, when I saw him working on the show, you know, the same material up in Oxnard a couple months ago, it's the same thing happened. And that's like in a bar. Well, I mean, in a bar restaurant. So you're actively serving drinks. You're coming and bringing them to people. They don't have to get up and get them. So especially the late show at that, there was a lot of this. And it just, it happens. And Well, then then there was the other lady who was in the very front row. Oh, yeah. Row. I'm glad you remember uh, yeah, this. Yeah. Oh, dear Lord. She... At the beginning of the show, she had a, it looked like a 11 by 27. I don't know. It was a, it was a little mini poster of Dennis Miller with his for, face. For the Bijou Theater. And, and it was pl- signed because yep. I noticed it. And I probably should have told her to put the sign down, but I didn't think she was going to keep waving it. She kept waving at the beginning. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Dennis stops what he's saying and That's looks at her. Right? No. And he says, hey, I know what I look like. Could, it's kind of disturbing. I, like, I don't want to look, you, at, could, could, look at myself. Yeah, could you please yeah. put it down? She puts it down. And then, I mean, five minutes later, it was up for the rest of the show. And every now and then, pretty, I was right behind her. I would see Dennis, he, his eyes would kind of look and just dart away. I mean, it, So I could tell it was kind of distracting because every time he'd laugh, in lieu of applauding, she would wave this stupid son, just well, waving the poster <laughs> right in his face almost because she was yeah. front row. Well, these are these are some minor distractions, and I mean, if you guys think of any more, we can talk about them. But just overall, uh, Mark, your thoughts. And had you seen Dennis before? I feel like you not. I almost went to the, I like Paul. I was going to go to the Louisville show a few which, years back. Which got canceled. And it got canceled. And yeah, we'll talk about how Paul brought that up. Oh, no, 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 no. Dennis thought it was funny. Yeah, that's why you're like, yeah, that's because I was drinking. Yeah. But uh, so you hadn't seen him. So it's kind of great for the first time to be a, a special, and by that I mean a TV special. It's obviously always special to see Dennis Miller. Always. Ding, if I had the bell. Um, I, you know, it's funny, all the things that I didn't bring, I should have just brought the bell. Uh, I, you know, I could have a bell sound effect on the phone, but I think mm. that uh, Black Cast Nation, you deserve better than yeah. that. You, need you don't you need, need a the fake actual bell. bell. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so, but so, it, and I think that, the, look, I liked his last special. I think that this one's stronger only in that. There's just more jokes packed in, especially when it's going to be cut together. I love yeah. this oh, yeah. special. Yeah. It was so good. I mm-hmm. laughed. So my wife, who's not a go-to-a-comedy-club type of person, she absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, you know, after the fact, Mark and I were talking about how much we both, uh, you know, growing up, how much we both liked Dennis's Off-White album, which is his first comedy album. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is, to me, this is on par with that because some of the best, most iconic jokes of his career are packed into this I don't know, 45-minute cassette that I have. Yes. Mark and I actually both have that cassette. Still the best it. part of it is the fold-out. Is it comes with what they, they called on the sticker, they called wallet photos. So if yes. you want to have pictures of Dennis in your, in your wallet. wallet. Yeah, I still have the cassette. And I uh, early on for working for him, I should have had him sign the cassette because now we're at the point where it would be weird for me to ask him to sign the cassette. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, well, I uh, remember getting excited. I found a VHS copy, I think, of it was called Live from Washington, D.C. Yeah. And it's the extended version of that album. So it's... The off-white oh, album, yeah. but there's more, there's more material, material yes, in it. Yeah. I think Car- Carolyn's in Carolyn's the opening in that, skit. Yeah. And you, did you mention that to her? Yeah, when yeah. I saw her, I, of course, I'm like, ah, the, the stewardess from the first special. Yeah. And, and she was in the Kaffee Google video, uh, which, yep. uh, yeah, uh, Shy Shy. Uh, so, well, I'm glad you got to see a great show. Because, look, anytime I see him, he's always funny. 
it's just this was like all new stuff. He, mm. It was really well honed and it was for the special. So, you know, there's a, a lot more movements and things that like some of us weren't expecting. So, you know, there was just laughter for things that he had thrown in that even between the two specials, things that weren't there the first time. And I think that uh, it was a great performance. I think he always gives a good performance. That's not the point, but I'm just saying, for this to be the first time you see him, mm -hmm. this is great mm -hmm. because it's like got to be, you know, A plus because it's being filmed for a special. And Paul, had you not seen him before? Was the Louisville show when you were going to see him? That was going to be the first time I okay. got to see him, but I was going to say, uh, of course, I've watched all his specials, um, you know, but uh, I, this one I, by far was my favorite. My wife was cracking up to him. She doesn't always. Get all of of, of the mm. of his jokes, I'm, you know. But I she mean, was, I, I work with him, and I have to pretend for at yeah. least like twenty percent that I know what he's talking about. I can tell when I can I can fake it, and yeah. when I have to admit that I don't get it. What it remind but what it reminded me of is obviously that you're going to go see a Dennis Miller show. There's going to be some politics, but this was jokes, and there was some of the politics kind of worked in, but it wasn't like the main focus. It kind of reminded me of why I liked the show so much, is it was, I, you know, the radio show, because it was more about, you know. Yeah, like, it was just about what's on his mind, and I think that the podcast, it's a, it's a good mix, you know, to, yeah. he'll talk about what he's doing, what he's reading, all that, and then, you know, he'll, of course, we'll talk about politics, and that was why, you know, just by letting people know beforehand, I'm like, we're going to talk about politics, but the, I think the one thing he wanted to make sure was that, it didn't ha it didn't seem like it was preachy and him like pontificating from the soapbox, right. which I don't think is something that he's done before. But he doesn't want it to come off that way, and I get it. That's something he's very conscious of. And there was you know mm -hmm. so much comedy packed in, and then you know I think towards the end it's it's still funny, but there's a little bit you know more to think about. You know just like this is what they as in yeah. you know, progressives are doing. They're going to get him reelected and just stuff like that, which I don't think I'm really giving anything away because I'm not giving away jokes. And I think that. In Knoxville, that stuff played yeah. really well. When you talk about the NFL, that played really yeah. well, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's interesting. I think it was great to sort of watch it all unfold and watching him. But I liked watching the audience more. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a reference to The Bachelor, which I won't mention exactly <laughs> what it was. But in the first shot, I told I told Carolyn his wife, and I was like. You should have seen the women react when he mentioned the Bachelor because yeah. it was just. And I know that's a that'd be a very considered a very sexist observation for me to make back in Los Angeles, but it's true because I don't think that you know the, a lot of the men don't watch the Bachelor. The women just thought it was really funny. It's like, oh, he gets it, yeah. you know. And it's like it's like how when somebody references something really obscure, you know, I'm like, for me, I'm like, oh wow, he's in my head, you yeah. know. So I, I think that uh, it was fun to watch. Have different things played with different people yeah. uh, in the audience. Mm -hmm. The the jokes he had on Trump were hilarious. I won't tell no, yeah, yeah, but, but just yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I think I mean, people I would guess that Trump would come up and <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Special, but I mean, they were good. I mean, it wasn't like the, it was. Uh, there was one that was it was really funny. Well, oh, and, yeah, and then yeah. after the special, we can uh, we can uh, have another roundtable. So, Fraud, you got to see the two shows. Yes, and uh, what did you think? You know, we legitimately felt after the first show. That if there was only one show, we had the special, especially because we had to cut out, what, 16 minutes. So, uh, you know, we, it's just like, so the second one was a little bit more like looser. It was a, it's a looser, funkier Shamu at SeaWorld this season, as Dennis has said many years ago. But that always stuck with me. And anytime that SeaWorld or Shamu come up, I always think of the looser, funkier Shamu at SeaWorld. Um, anyway, so uh, what did you think about the two shows? Well, I did think that the second show was a lot 
more streamlined. Yeah. I think at the first show there was a little there was there was a little bit of um, it was there was, was a little bit of uh, a balance issue because of what what happened because of what happened at the beginning and that yeah. kind of carried through through the rest of the show. But I do still do think that the first show was solid. Yeah. Uh, the second show, however, that was that 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 I'm I'm pretty sure that's right, where so most of the material is going to be coming. If you were editing it, you would start with the second special. And mm-hmm. then look for alternates from the first. Precisely. Okay. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. I think you're you're right that the second one was solid. There's a, there's a couple of moments just because I was supposed to be there taking notes. I noticed things that went better in the first special, but yeah, that's that's the way it's supposed to go. That's yeah. why you do too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, I think that the the special was great, and uh, I was glad that you guys were all able to be there. And I'm also glad that after the special, I was able to get you backstage. We owe a debt of gratitude to Mrs. Miller for that because, (laughs) uh, you know, she mentioned it between shows because she'd sort of heard something about it. And I was like, oh, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. I didn't want Dennis to know that I was – because I knew not between shows. You know, Mm -hmm. it just wasn't – even from the beginning, before anything happened in the first show, it's like probably not going to be good between the shows. But, you know, Dennis is done. He wants to go home. So Carolyn essentially tackled him. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, got him to sit off stage to wait for you guys. And that's why Paul, I was like, dude, where are you? We have to go backstage. And I did go back because your wife was in the bathroom. No, that's okay. And I was, because I was probably a minute away from saying, all right, I'll try to come back and get you, but I don't think I can because I had to go get those guys. And it was like a maze back there. There was a lot of like step over oh, this, yeah, step over yeah. that. And I kept doing that. I'm surprised I didn't dislocate an ankle at some point. And I, was, that I was inebriated. <laughs> yeah. and I, was, I, I made it through that labyrinth. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, I and I was drunk on show business, yeah. so you can just imagine how I felt. I had, I had a, a, I had a Pepsi in the water, so you know I was I was out of it there. That's it, yeah, you were two fists in the Pepsi in the water. Um, but uh, I was glad that uh, he got to meet you guys. Fraud, it's like you see him a couple times a year. Basically, the way it works out now. Yeah, right? yeah. Because you you saw him with Lorich earlier this year, not even that long ago, right? No, probably about a month and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. there was like a round where you saw him one night. Gene and Philly saw him another night, mm-hmm. and then Jason Blair and his wife went the next. So like I had people seeing him on actually. Gene and Philly, I think, uh, like set it up himself. Some of you are very like nice, and you buy tickets. Fraud, you bought tickets for both shows, yes. even though you know that you could have asked. Do you think you could get me tickets for at least one? You know, you could yeah, cut yeah. the expenses in half, but you didn't even ask, which is the sort of thing that I know Dennis appreciates. Um, it infuriates me because there's very little I can do in show business, and getting tickets to see Dennis Miller is one of them. So uh, when I can't do it, I'm like, oh, all right. Well, at least I got you to meet him. And you know, Precisely. more Blackcast. You, my friend, have a record that neither Will, Jeff, or Leah or Coltrane have. You have done the Blackcast in three states. Oh, me. really? You have done it in California, right? In Illinois with mm-hmm. Rob Lorich. I yep. believe that was Blackcast 31. Yeah. And now here at Tennessee, which oh. are three of the four states that Blackcast has ever been done in, the other being New York. Sweet. So uh, we have 46 more states. If you would like to sponsor a Blackcast event in your state, uh, <laughs> we will set up a GoFundMe page. Um, I'd be happy to uh, go anywhere. Um, I'm, yeah, I feel like uh, Nevada is a good, a good guess for where Nevada is, how they say it. And, Living out west, you just sort of give in on some of these pronunciations. Mm-hmm. Except for the word orange. I refuse to pronounce it orange. I just, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I just, and people make fun of me because I say orange. And I'm like, but there's, there's the old knock-knock joke. And it doesn't work if you say orange. Exactly. It's like, yeah. knock-knock, who's there? Orange. Knock-knock. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Knock-knock. Oh, yeah. knock. Okay, we'll see. Okay. And we're not going to edit this, but talk to Knock-knock, who's there? Knock-knock. 
Wait, no. Oh, God dang it. Okay. okay. <laughs> you want me to do both parts? Mm. No, no. Okay. No, no, no. Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Orange, you glad I didn't say banana? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh Knock, knock. Who's there? Knock, knock. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so that uh, is, is a record there. And, anyway, I'm glad you got to see Dennis. And... Uh, Mark, you and your wife, and Paul, I will forever feel bad for your wife. No, there is no. not a show where she can't meet him somewhere down the road. I'm sure there will be some. All right. Oh, yeah. I hope so. Because we'll I will. And, and she didn't get to meet me, which I'm more troubled about. Because if somebody <laughs> thinks I'm funny. Look, my own wife doesn't think I'm that funny. So if somebody else's wife does. And it was weird because there was a guy outside afterwards who took a picture with me, even though he's like waiting for Dennis. And I was just like. I'm going to delete that picture of me. <laughs> who was that guy? Would he some guy himself? who was looking for like... autographs. Because oh, after oh, that, that did he know who you were? He had been at the show, maybe? I he think could... he just walked around, you know, because oh. he probably knew where the exit was, which there was like a reporter who had interviewed Dennis last week who wanted to talk to him about how he thought the show went, and he was just like a little wiped out, so he didn't really have time, but he did mm. talk to him for like one minute. And uh, so I guess people know that that's where you exit from that theater because there's not anywhere out back to park. You have to kind of be on the side uh, entrance. So anybody going to the Bijou Theater to see someone, if you want to meet them, just wait by the side. But anyway, so I guess he'd been at the show and, uh, you know, he took like five pictures with me, got a couple pictures with Dennis. And then after the fact, I Dennis signed his ticket. Anyway, so uh, you, and you got to introduce him to your wife, Mark, which oh, yes. unfortunately Paul did not get to do. But, he was very uh, sweet. Yeah. Very sweet. And uh, he's great because, like, I was just like, oh, we'll take a picture. And even though he, he was done with the show, it would have been a long day, he's, he still wanted to take individual pictures with all of you. Which, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> look, I, I think everybody would have understood if he just wanted to do the one group picture, mm -hmm. you know. And, and I was glad that he took the time to do that. And I was glad that I got to be in one. I believe that will be the picture for this episode of The Black House, the picture awesome. of all of us with Dennis, as long as your wife signs off on it. She will. Otherwise, I can put like a Spider-Man face over and we'll pretend that Spider-Man oh, is with can us. can I have that for my personal collection, please? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, so Paul, I alluded to it before, and you talked about the uh, Louisville show. Um, Did I say it right? <laughs> Louisville? Or? Louisville. Louisville. Yeah, you gotta really got to get in the... Louisville. Yeah, well, as I, as I learned about Nolans, you have yeah. to really get these pronunciations correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know I, that's when I was gonna see him, but then I think ended up not having the show because you know the, it was like I think the Derby was like in two weeks, and the, and Louisville had won the uh, college uh, basketball, basketball, and of course which they ended up losing because yeah. you know they didn't revoke. Or whatever. <laughs> oh <laughs> but, yeah, so that's right. Yeah. They won it only to not win it. Yeah, yeah right. Sure. So, um, yeah, well, yeah. my wife, my wife went to USC, so uh, she knows about that. It was just, it was just bad timing, yeah. I guess. I don't know why I brought it up. I think probably just because the because of the the liquor. No, look, it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> tough. <laughs> it's tough to talk to people sometimes. Like you know, you just like. I'll find myself, you know, making small talk, you know, meeting somebody, and you try not to only talk about how great you think they are, or whatever. You know, right. you just try to talk about whatever. And Dennis is very easy to talk to. He'll ask you about your life. He'll ask you about things. You know, you good? He's very you good. No, you don't get that. It's, like, it's funny. I got a tweet from somebody who wants me to you good, Dennis, at some point on the oh, podcast, <laughs> and I was just like, I think he might laugh. He also might not. Um, yeah, but it's, so and then Dennis was like, no, I just think I wasn't selling tickets, yeah. and uh, it's all right. Look, it happens. But that seems like a place where he would play well. You know. Yeah. I know. I do think that this special, I think that people know Dennis is funny and they know he's still funny and that's not a problem. It's just, 
he's not as visible. Look, he's not on O'Reilly once a week anymore. He's mm-hmm. on Kennedy once a week, which it's Fox Business. It's it's a smaller audience, you know. And he's does a podcast, which we had our one millionth download last week, which nice. is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he just assumed that meant both podcasts. I'm like, this is just a Dennis Miller option. I don't look at the downloads for Michael Sports. <laughs> I don't even know if it's still there. You know, honestly, I should look. And it's like, hey, you want to hear us talk the week before the Super Bowl? Eh, probably not. But, uh, but that's the thing about Dennis Miller option. Even though it's political and issue oriented, you'll see the older episodes will go up. The Dana Carvey episode is one of the most listened to, but actually the first one is the most listened to because I think a lot of people are just excited that he, that he was back. And I think the new special, wherever it ends up, is going to be a nice reminder to people. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're figuring out what they're gonna do with the special. People in the crowd were getting uh, bad information from, like, they just asked a cameraman or something, like, I think it's for HBO, it's not for HBO. Now, it could end up on HBO. They're sort of doing like what they do with a lot of specials now. The director and producer did this with uh, Jim Gaffigan, where his special, you had, I think, 120 days you buy it on iTunes, Amazon, or whatever. You exclusively just buy it directly. Hmm. And then at the next window, it ends up you know, on an HBO or Netflix or whatever. And then you just end up with it. And then there's like a limited window for like broadcast, Comedy Central or something for a shorter version. Just all this sort of stuff. And I don't understand all of it, but I understand that this guy, his company has done it with other comedians to be very successful. Uh, not commenting again on the uh, private life, but Louis C.K. was the first one to do this, where he shot a special and he just sold it on his website for five bucks. And everybody was like, oh, wait, you got to keep the five bucks. And you got to share a little bit with my poster and all that. And that's not how it usually works. And, you know, he was very smart. He did it at at that time, too. And I think he did multiple specials that way. And then he had a lot of people who started to just sell their specials directly. So I think with the way that people consume media now, I think that, look, Dennis is 64, but he still speaks to a lot of younger people because, honestly, there are not, look, Dennis is not conservative, conservative. He's conservative on some things. But there are no real comedians that I think of that are mainstream that are even right-leaning on some things, you right. know? It's, uh, I'm sure there's examples. Like you have a guy like Greg, Greg Gutfeld, but he's really a talk show host. He's very funny, but he doesn't really, he's not like a comedian comedian. He's like, I don't call myself a comedian. He didn't like, I'll tell you guys after we're done recording, there's someone who was going around calling himself a comedian. He's like, that guy's not a comedian. Like, he does what I do. He shouldn't call himself a comedian. Dennis Miller's a comedian. I'm not a comedian. So anyway, but the point that I'm making is that the way that People consume media now, just the new media, as it were. This model works, I think. It's just like you can buy it, or maybe even you can rent things on iTunes. I didn't even realize you can rent it for 99 cents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, if that's your option for the Dennis Miller option, thank you very much. Uh, you buy it. You don't. You don't rent it. You buy it. You want to own. You want to own Dennis's material. Yeah, but, which yeah. means uh, as long as this new special comes out on DVD for us old school guys, yeah. I would love to have that on the shelf. So just there, saying, there will be a deluxe version. There's will be a 58 minutes, and then I think there'll be like almost everything later. Awesome, because nice. that's how you can pay for things twice. Excellent. Which is something that the, the DVD market did very well. Something that George Lucas is very good at. It's oh like, yeah, you like the you like this movie 40 years ago? 
You're gonna love it eight more times. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna make it much, much worse. Yeah. But uh, you're gonna like it. So I, I'm excited for people who weren't there in the audience, people listening out in Blackcast Nation to uh, you know, Dennis Miller Option Nation, which is a little clunky. That's right. Uh, getting to actually see and, and uh, enjoy the special. Dennis appreciated you guys. He thought it was really sweet that you guys all came all this way. And, uh, and Farad, who saw a lot of this material earlier in the year, but it's nice yes. to kind of see how it all comes together. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there, some, there were a lot of like new, new jokes that were yeah. put in uh, like over the last few weeks that he mentioned. That, there, yeah. there were things in the last month that, uh, that even Mark Gervitz, his manager, and I didn't realize were coming. Mm -hmm. you know? So it was like there were things, and there was, there's something that he threw out there on the podcast. I'm like, that's good. And that made it in there. Yep. And you might remember what yeah. that is. But yeah. And that was great. And so Mark was like, I haven't heard that. I was like, yeah, I told you to use that one. So that, that felt <laughs> really, really nice. <laughs> anyway, uh, I appreciate, you know, Des appreciate you guys coming here. I appreciate you huddling around this table. We'll take a picture before you all uh, go on your way. And uh, being here for this very special volunteer edition of the Blackcast. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to try and get this up fairly quickly because people will probably want to hear more about the special. And you guys will want to hear yourselves, of course. And uh, <laughs> Paul, your wife can hear me even though yeah. she didn't get to meet me. So a couple years to make before you get on? No, no, no. This is going up this week. This is going, yeah. This, believe me, I've only got yeah. one other episode in the can. Oh, again, I would hit the bell. So uh, I have to wait. And Mark, we've gone very long talking about all this, so we will have to get caught up on your nerd rage in the very near future. In the very near future, please. Yeah, but some of that future will deal with a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Nice. Uh, anyway, as Dennis might say, I'm talked out, guys. <laughs> but um, I, I really appreciate it. And, uh, of course, we have Mark Hunt, who <laughs> hosts Podcast of the Apes, which uh, you tell people where it can be found. Is it on Podbean? Do I remember your plug correctly? Yeah, it's on Podbean. But, I mean, again, you just Google Podcast of the Apes. It's everywhere. So there's not, like, ten other Planet of the Apes podcasts? Uh, there probably there, are others. There though. are now. We were, we were the first. You're, nice. And we're, like still, we're still going. And we're on iTunes and Stitcher. And you Google Podcast of the Apes. Pops right up. Nice. Uh, and uh, at Mark Coin C-O-Y-N-E, Hunt. That is where people find you. And, Paul, you're at Baker Blitz. Any shout-outs you want to give? I'm going to have to come up with something I do so that I'll have some to promote next time. No, All right. Yeah, but... That'll be good. And Farad Muhammad. Yes. Um, I am at Farad Muhammad on Twitter. I also uh, go to uh, this uh, event called Movieoki, and it's uh, like every first Wednesday of every third month in Chicago. Uh, and I'm also the voice of the Dennis Miller option, only on Bob Gallagher. But and uh, <laughs> don't forget that Jesus Bro is still out there. Jesus right? Bro is still out there. Yeah. I'm also in a new uh, movie called Disco that came out earlier this year, and um, I think there's going to be another project that's going to be coming down the line there as well. That's going to be coming up probably lately. You know, you reminded me. There's maybe something we didn't touch on. Uh, you said that your laugh factored in in the second show. Did Dennis get distracted by your laugh? Dennis or? did not. But uh, but there was like this one person in the audience, like right in front of me, who kept cranking her head back every single time I laughed. I think she was kind of getting annoyed that that, that somebody's laugh was a, was a Which too loud in the comedy show. Which is exactly but, what I said. Was like <laughs> you're gonna laugh big. It's the kind of yeah, laugh. Exactly. It's the kind of laugh that your husband or wife would nudge you and say, "Don't laugh that loud." But we need that. That's what we want. So we, need the Farad Muhammad. Yeah. Exactly. we need the Farad yeah. Muhammad. I was just following orders. I <laughs> yeah. uh, the Farad Muhammad laugh is what we need. Well, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed uh, hearing a little bit about the behind the scenes and also the live on the scene reporting 
from Farad, from Paul, from Mark, and of course, from myself and for myself. You can follow me at ChristianDMZ. The Blackcast is at Blackcast, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. And of course, Blackcast.com. Next week will be Blackcast 285. Wow. And you will hear myself, Captain EO, and Agent Starling. We will finally freestyle the Blackcast theme song. We were given the music <laughs> tracks by, let's just say one of us, spoiler we already recorded this. <laughs> one of us came very prepared and made the others, uh, well, okay, me, really gun-shy about doing it because of how prepared Captain EO was. He was so good, but uh, you'll hear it all unfold. It's one of those things that I could edit down, but uh, I'm too lazy. But no, I think it'll actually be interesting for people to hear. So you'll actually get to hear something we've talked about, and you will finally get to meet... DJ Tanner <laughs> next time on the Blackcast. I'm gonna drive my daddy's Bird, white, red, and white. Six or six, so glad I'm so certain. I'm gonna put her in the backseat and drive her to Tennessee. I'm sorry, because there'd be a little stall at the point. I need to blow my nose. So sorry. No, I can. Yeah. yeah. Take it away. All right. Tissues um, are right behind you, actually. So you can grab those, and if you want to head over there. So we went. Yeah. And you don't know the black cast if you think we're going to edit that out. Dang it!